Welcome to the One Life Community Church Podcast. We're glad you're joining us. Our mission is to lead people to follow Jesus in everyday life. We're on a journey together to live and learn what it means to love God and love people. Our hope is that God would supernaturally use this message to influence and encourage others to follow Jesus. Hi, my name is Logan. I'm one of the teaching pastors and uh, we are very thankful that you would trust us enough to come in here. Uh, I know sometimes walking into somebody else's home or a church can be weird, but we hope that you feel welcomed and loved. Um, today is Mother's Day, and it's, it's something that I believe we should um, celebrate immensely. Uh, we should be very thankful um, for the people who raised us, um, for the moms that loved us. Um, I, I've been very blessed. I was telling the first gathering, I've been very blessed um, with God consistently putting more and more um, powerful, strong women in my life. Um, which is a huge blessing um, and terrifying at the same time. And so um, I, I was raised by a mom that loved me and, and through divorce and marriage, I have a, a stepmom who was encouraged and loved me and I've had a lot of other mother figures come into my life. And so um, today's a day that uh, is to be celebrated. Uh, but at One Life, like we've talked about numerous times, uh, we acknowledge that um, for a lot of people, uh, Mother's Day is not um, a fun day. Um, it's a day that's maybe even dreaded and this week, we, we, as a team and as a community, spend a lot of time praying. Uh, today should be celebrated, but for some people, it's a painful and a heartbreaking day. And, and we spent time praying for you this week, if that's you. If, if maybe um, your mom um, isn't here and you wish that she was, um, maybe today is a, a hard day just longing to wish you could be around your mom. And, and my prayer for you this week is that you would feel loved, um, that you would be reminded of the good times and, and the people in your life that do love you. Um, for some people in the room, um, maybe you've lost a kid, um, and we know that's heavy, and uh, I, I pray, and my prayer for you this week has been that, that the, the grace of Jesus would just wrap around you, and that um, you would find some joy and some hope today um, in knowing what God's plan is, um, and so um, we know that today isn't easy for everybody, um, we know that being a mom isn't easy in general, and maybe for Mother's Day you just don't want to be around anybody. Um, that's what I've heard consistently. It's like, hey, I just want a babysitter and time to leave, um, and I hope you get that, and I hope you get rest. But um, Ronnie made a huge mistake today, one, by letting me teach, but two, by saying I could teach on anything I wanted. And so I was like, all right, it's Mother's Day, so we're going to teach on Jesus turning water into wine. And so felt like a perfect segue. And so... I'm going to pray for us, and I'm going to ask that, that God would speak to us this morning. So let's just take a few seconds, chill out, and, and let's pray. God, we thank you for today and for this time. God, we thank you just for everybody in this room, everybody listening online. And, and God, I just I thank you for all the mothers in the room. God, I thank you for, for all the investment and the time and the energy and the pain and the fear, God, that has been invested God, I ask that, that you would just give them life today. God, you give them just a little bit of extra joy and hope this morning. God, I pray that in our time today, that as we open up your word, that you would speak to us and you would speak through us. And God, that you would continue to allow us to be obedient and to choose something different. So God, we thank you for Jesus. And we pray all of this in his name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be in John chapter 2. John chapter 2 today. And like I said, we're going to talk about Jesus' first miracle, turning water into wine. And we're going to talk about the elements and the essence of the party. But I think what's important before we read this is to understand that this time with Jesus, 
Um, this is one of the first times that he's spending with his disciples. So we see just in the chapters before, he just got with the disciples. He just called them. So they're all starting to go together. And then they end up at this wedding. So John 2, um, 1 through 12. It says, On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus was also invited to the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said, They have no wine. And he said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. And they filled them to the brim. And he said to them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, he did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone sees the first, everyone serves the good wine first, and when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. So this is the very beginning of them walking with Jesus. And I think what's really important, what I want you to understand, is that Jesus and his disciples were invited to the party. They were invited. And, and they didn't come to protest the party. They didn't come to drop Bible tracks or to change the music choice. They came to party. They were invited. He, Jesus wasn't um, just a party pooper. He wasn't trying to get there so that he could get an opportunity to teach a sermon. Jesus was a, a tender and a part of the party. It's very, very important that, that these guys are seeing that they are there. And it's also interesting that Jesus, these disciples just called to follow him, didn't go to the temple and rent out a room and then give the disciples a presentation on how to party. He didn't teach them how, this is how you're going to follow me. He just began to go and they followed. So they were seeing Jesus in his element at, his, at the party and watching how he operated, how he served they saw this miracle performed and happen. Jesus was training these everyday men for everyday life in the everyday. They, they were at the party. They were learning from Jesus in everyday life. And I think for a lot of us, this is a struggle. Whether you will verbally admit it or it's something deep down that you don't realize is there. But for a lot of us, when it comes to church on Sundays or a community group or a Bible study or whatever you want to call it, what we see it as we need to get to church, get better, become a better Christian, fix some stuff up, get better, and then we can go out and love people and follow Jesus. But we're already seeing that with the disciples. It's the opposite. Jesus is calling them to go, and they are following him. And I think it's important for us not to get caught up in this idea that if we can just clean ourselves up a little bit better, we can become a little bit better Christian we can do things a little bit differently, then, then we can go out. I believe that what God is calling us as followers of Jesus to do is to go now, like right now. The second thing that I want you to understand is that Jesus uses people to deliver the good news. He used the servants who at that time at that party were the lowest point of the party. He used them to literally deliver the good news. If I was Jesus, which is never good, Start to any statement. But if I was Jesus, then, then I would have definitely done the miracle differently. I would have personally delivered the cup 
and I would have made sure everyone watched me change the water into wine. And then I would have taught the best sermon ever. I would have changed everybody's hearts and everybody's lives, and we would have just gone forward. But Jesus used everyday people, the servants, to take and deliver this wine. And can you imagine being one of the servants? And you know what you just did. You know that you just went and got water. And you're going to take this water to the head of the feast. And you know that if they drink and it's water, you're going to be in a bind. I mean, there had to have been a lot of fear and a lot of anxiety of taking that cup and setting it down and being like, "Uh uh-oh. But can you also imagine that moment when you drank and it was wine? Not only was it wine, but it was great wine. How many of you, over the last six days, six months, six years, have chosen, even though you knew what God wanted you to do, have chosen to do what was easy? Chosen to take the route of comfort. You maybe you knew what God was calling you to, but it didn't make sense. So you went maybe the ethical way or the way that made the most sense in your brain. Instead of being obedient, you chose comfort. You chose what was rational and made sense. I believe in doing that. If the servants would have just been rational and done what made sense, they would have missed out on a miracle. So how many miracles in our lives are we missing out because of lack of obedience? In the everyday stuff of life, I believe that we want to see more of this Jesus and know more of this Jesus, but we're being called to do something, but we rationalize the direction we should go. And we have no idea what was going on in those servants' life. They could have just been done and checked out. They could have been frustrated and ready to give up. They could have been anxious. It could have been the worst week ever. And then now you have this long-haired hippie who wants you to go and take water to the head of the feast. But there was an element of faith there that something was going to be different. Because Jesus wasn't merely just a man or a teacher. There was something important about him. And that little bit of faith and that obedience is what led to a miracle. How many miracles, family, in our life do we miss every single day? Because we refuse to be obedient to what God is calling us to. Jesus used everyday people to deliver the good news. He could have done it himself. He could have stood up and and provided the miracle any way he wanted to, but he chose to use us to do something different. I want you to ride along this journey with me, and and I'm going to describe a party for us. Maybe not the same party that we just read, but I just want you to imagine being at this party, like a party that you want to be at. Not necessarily like just a Christian party. Not where everyone's going to sit in a circle and you're going to listen to wow worship, you know, and everyone's going to be kind of uncomfortable and someone probably has whiskey or wine in their Yeti, but they're not going to show it, you know. (laughs) It's going to be weird. Not that kind of party. Like the party that you want to be at. The party you're excited. And and people have spent days and days getting ready for this party. People went and handpicked the food, like good food. Like Western burgers good. If you don't know what a Western burger is, you should Google it. It's the best food ever. Started in the WFISD, doesn't matter. But it's the best food, and that's the food at my party. People have handpicked it. People are in the kitchen making it, and they're excited about it. And there's music playing throughout the whole place, and you can smell the food, and and people are sweeping, and the yard is mowed. People have stayed up for days doing the decorations and getting the centerpieces ready. It's this amazing and this fun event and this party. 
There's good drinks and good food, and Jesus is there. And it's really the reason why we're there. And we're excited, and and Jesus is is excited, and and his presence is felt, and the aroma of the room just changes when he's in it. And when the party starts, and everybody's sitting at this long table, and Jesus is laughing and, and joking, you just feel this peace and this hope. Just this, this feeling of this is exactly where I'm supposed to be right now. And there's even moments probably throughout the party where, where somebody's life isn't going well. Maybe the Mother's Day isn't what they were hoping it would be, and they're heartbroken, and they're hurt, and Jesus is sitting with them as well, and he's crying, and he's broken, and he's hurting. But this party, it's full of fun and joy and hope. And this party isn't the Sunday gathering It's not the church building. It's not a small group. It's the presence of Jesus. That's what this party is. And and for some of you, you've never been inside this party. Maybe you've heard about it. Maybe you've even walked by and, and, and heard the music and seen the lights. Maybe even on your journey, somebody at some point stopped you and, and invited you to this party. And for whatever reason, You weren't drawn and attracted to actually walking through the threshold of this party. My prayer for you this week has been that that the the lights would be a little bit brighter and the music would be a little bit louder and and you would have the obedience to take some steps into walking into this party, to this party of the presence of Jesus. Maybe you have this idea of what the party's supposed to be like. Like you're going to walk in and there's going to be pews and hymns and everyone's going to be weird Christians. Maybe you have this idea that everyone's going to be fake and phony and hypocrites because that's what you've seen. But I I pray that you're reminded that it's not necessarily the people at the party of why you're there. We're grateful that Jesus uses us to be a part of the party, but you're there because of the presence of this man who changed everything. That's my prayer for you this week. Now, for some of you, you've been to the party. You maybe even helped get some of the things ready, but for some reason when the party starts, you go and you sit outside and you watch from outside. I mean, your breath is is literally fogging up the window as you watch people. And maybe for you, it's guilt and it's shame. Maybe there's fear. Maybe you you feel like, if I could just clean myself up, if I could get a little bit better, then I would deserve to sit at this table. That's not true. But maybe for some of you, you're even looking in and you're rationalizing like, hey, I'm not going to sit at that table because I know that he's sitting there and she's sitting there, and if they can sit there, there's no way it could be good. They're hypocrites. And you can live in that your whole life. But the funny part about that is everybody sitting at that table knows that they're a hypocrite and they're broken. And they also know that you are too. And that's the beauty of Jesus is that the table wasn't set up so that people who were qualified got to sit there. The table wasn't set up so that you had a seat when you were doing well. The table was set up so that you actually could sit with Jesus. At your best, at your worst. Because there's nothing that walks through that door that Jesus doesn't understand or get. So my prayer for you this week is that that you would walk back into the presence of Jesus. And you would sit with him. And maybe you're like me. Maybe you've been a part of the party. Maybe you've helped in certain elements. But for some reason when the party starts, you just struggle to sit down at the table with Jesus. 
You feel like you've got to keep getting stuff ready and you've got to keep sweeping and you have to keep making sure everybody's drinks are filled. And I don't do that, just to be completely honest. I don't do that because I'm a good person. Or I'm a great Christian. I do that because I feel like I get my worth in what I do. I feel like I get my worth in my work. It may seem like a great thing, but the reality is, is I'm trying to earn the affection of Jesus. And that's as slippery of a slope as any. You can't earn it. You can't fix it. He just wants you to stop what you're doing and set the broom down and sit down and enjoy the presence of Jesus. That's what he wants. That's what freedom is. And too many of us know about this party. Too many of us know about this, but never experience it. The disciples were trained in the everyday and for the everyday. And if you're a follower of Jesus, hear me on this. We are called to go and to attend the parties to start and create and host our own parties. And we are called to bring the better wine. Now, the better wine is what's lacking at the party. That's what the better wine is. So sometimes that may just be money. It may just be your presence and your time. It may literally be better wine. You may literally be called to bring uh, an element of some sort that is better. It's a good gift that people feel loved. But the answer to the whole thing is that Jesus is the better wine. Jesus is what is lacking in the equation. Jesus is what is lacking in the party. We don't look at the party based on what the elements are of the party. We look at the party based on the essence of the party. It's why we party. Because it's a reflection that God has, celebra- God has created us and we can celebrate in the fact that we have freedom and hope. Knowing about the party, seeing the party, even helping prepare for the party is not what we've been completely called to do. It is actually getting to set the table with Jesus. This, I believe, is what these servants got to experience. Through obedience and faith and in everyday circumstance, they took a step and they saw a miracle. For some of us are waiting for the miracle so that we can see the step. Maybe you feel like your life isn't changed yet or you want to see change before you get and get baptized. I'm telling you today that it takes the step of faith and obedience and that miracle will be provided. You have a seat at the table. That's the good news of the gospel. You don't have to make your own chair or find a bigger table. It's already there, and it's right next to Jesus. You have been invited to it, but it will take you walking through the threshold. Setting down next to Jesus and experiencing freedom. Follower of Jesus, you can walk your whole life knowing Jesus without ever experiencing him. And that scares me to death. There's a lot of seasons in my life that I've continued just to run and try to outwork and out-provide the people around me and just continuously try to earn my value to the community and to God. And I've just learned that all that does is bring exhaustion. And it actually pulls me further away from freedom and it puts me in fear. Because I'm afraid that I'm going to let down my family, I'm going to let Jesus down. But we, One Life, we, we talk a lot about partying. And we, and we believe that, that celebrating Jesus is everything. And that everything that we do and how we party and why is because we know that our job is to bring the better wine. To bring what's lacking in the equation. 
My buddy Jared this week, we were talking, and he said that sometimes we have to meet the physical needs of people before we can be unlocked into the spiritual and emotional side of things. We get really good as believers at seeing someone at the grocery store and hearing a need and just being like, I will pray for you. And that's a great thing. But sometimes it'll take us being obedient to what God's saying in that moment and sacrificing to provide and bring the better wine, to provide what is lacking, which ultimately, if you're a follower of Jesus, you know the answer is Jesus. Jesus is what is lacking. For those of you that that see the party in the distance, I pray that you get closer and closer. And that you don't just wait for the party to come to you, but you take steps of obedience this morning to walk through the door and find freedom. That freedom is here and it's now. It can't be earned. You can't become a better Christian or a better person to clean yourself up enough the blood was sufficient. And I pray you said in that this morning. Those of you that, that are sitting outside, maybe you have church hurt. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you feel like you've got to clean yourself up. I just, Jesus is looking at you through that window and he's desiring for you just to come in. I pray that you take steps today to walk into the presence of God. No matter what hurt or pain or what you think, the people in the party and the people outside the party are the same people. The only difference is Jesus. For those of you that are tired, our prayer is that you find rest in the Lord today. This has been a tough week for our family. But man, in those moments of obedience or the moments that, that you feel the presence of Jesus, And I pray that that we don't just act like everything's normal and move forward. I I pray that we seek his presence and be obedient today. The band's going to come up. We're going to go back through the same routine we do every week. We're going to sing. Well, not the same because we're going to celebrate people getting baptized today. But I want to encourage you. There will be people in the back and people in the front. And this party that I'm talking about is not a Sunday gathering. It's not even a a Christian-held event. This party is the presence of Jesus, and it can be found anywhere. And it was created for you. And if you have not walked into it today, I pray that you walk and you come down here and you get baptized. Ronnie will talk about it in a minute, but baptism is not what saves you, but it is a reflection of being buried to a new creation and being cleansed. It's an outward obedience, and it's something as a community that we want to celebrate. I want you just to close your eyes for a minute. I want you just to imagine that party. I want you to imagine what it was like, the elements. I want you to imagine the hope and the freedom and the joy. I want you to ask yourself, have you ever experienced that? Have you ever been a part of this party? Are you finding the freedom and the hope that you so desperately chase? And if not, I pray that you do something different today to find it. You're never going to be cleaned up enough. You're never going to be good enough. You're not going to be smart enough. It's because of Jesus' blood that you can be who you are and be loved and saved. And that's why the water's here today. And if you want to get in it, we've got clothes. We've got everything you need to come and change. Do something different. If you need to go into the, across the aisle in a minute and you need to pray with somebody, if you've got a, an issue with somebody, I pray that you, you do something different today. Because in that obedience, we're going to see the miracles and the hope of Jesus. But it's going to take us doing something different and not running from the party.
God, we thank you. We thank you for freedom and joy. God, we thank you for a place to meet and people to meet with and the fact that you give us the ability to be in your presence. We thank you that you use us in everyday life. God, I pray this morning that you would bring freedom and hope over the mothers who are hurting, for the moms who don't feel like they've been good moms. God, I ask that you give grace and peace in that, that they know that they are loved and hoped. God, I I pray for the the moms who, who don't have their mom or who have lost a child, God, that just peace and joy fill this room. And for those in the room today that maybe have a bitterness or a hurt towards your mom, I ask that, that you do something different and that you begin the process of loving them and praying. There may be healthy boundaries and it may hurt, but, but knowing that the presence of God is here and now, God, I ask that you would do something different in us today. Jesus, we thank you for freedom and hope. We pray all in your name.